Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everyone. We are live. We are on YouTube only this morning because we're trying to move our Facebook audience over to see us on YouTube. Why? Double the quality. Isn't it beautiful? You can see these Christmas trees and everything behind me. You can practically see, you know, imperfections on my on my skin and each and every little individual hair that's left on the top of my head. Welcome to Have You Heard, Monday's edition of Chat Canna. A short version, but we always want to be with you each day of the week. And I'm telling you, it's like, excuse me, it's the cold temperatures. I do not have any um, illness working at all, I promise. But it is the cold temperature coming across to the video studio this morning, minus 11 degrees. And it has not been this cold uh, for over a month and something. We had a little cold snap back then. This is, of course, really good for all of the sugar beets that are piled all over the Red River Valley because we got to get them chilled down so that they can stay with us, I suppose, I would say into March, maybe into April this year, the quantity of sugar beets that need to be done. Certainly not going to be a May or into June. Have they ever gone into June? But certainly into May. And we don't have that kind of tonnage out there this year. They got a good early start on it. And it was what I guess farmers call an average year this year. Well, hemp business, that's what we're here for. Chat Canna every day bringing you hemp stories, hemp interviews, hemp news, and just a little follow-up to keep all of us in the hemp industry kind of together because that's what's been falling apart this year with with uh, the crazy thing that's gone on for 2020. Uh, we are down to 16 days of this year I don't know that things are going to change very fast, though, as we move into next year. It does not seem that way at this time, but we'll see what the future should bring. The big news uh, that's out today, um, a study has come out, uh, published in the Journal of American Medical Association, and it suggests, and of course, you know, when they say suggests, they do that because the uh, medical studies never want to say anything definitive, you know, um, but it's pretty strong evidence, I think, because they did it pretty well. Um, but they did a study. And of course, the idea of studies are that I will do a study and then I put it in a, a journal, a medical journal, a published medical journal, and then you do a study and then someone else does a study. And you know, if all of those studies come together, then we can pretty well take it for a fact that that is scientific truth. And that's how we know that aspirin works and uh, chamomile tea does not work for a headache. I'm just making that up. I don't know if chamomile tea might or might not help you with a headache. But that's what happened. You might remember 20 years ago, they brought out a diet drug called Redux. And for those of us that were on it, we really, really liked it. I mean, it was my friend, the little blue pill that was my friend every morning. I didn't change my diet. I didn't think about dieting. I just naturally ate less, and it was a significant weight loss for me. And apparently it had no side effects. And then somebody decided to do some testing on it, 
And their study came out, one study came out, and it said that there was doing damage to heart valves. And that was a, it was a pretty big study, and it was across a bunch of men um, of a variety of ages, and they figured out that out of X amount of thousands of people, a small amount of people were getting, oh, <laughs> the cat's moving the green screen, were getting um, heart valve damage that shouldn't have been in the study, and therefore that was dangerous, which is true. And all of a sudden, there was a panic, and Redux got taken off the market, and anybody who had any kind of insurance went and got their heart carefully tested. I had to go to Bismarck, and that, if you know the Valley, you know that means I pass by Altru and Grand Forks. I pass by Sanford wasn't here yet as far as the big collection of hospitals put together, but all of the Fargo medical stuff and ended up at a very big heart specialist out in Bismarck that put me through all kinds of heart tests. And I wore a, a thing, a, a harness and stuff for a couple of nights and everything like that. And it was determined that I had no heart valve damage. But... What happened is Redux was taken off the market in the United States, not in Canada and Mexico, I might add. And then as part of that, several more studies were done, and those studies could not duplicate the test. They felt that any heart valve damage that was coming up in the study was strictly from this, the, the incidence that that would happen in the general population, it was not being caused by the drug Redux. So then you say, well, then why didn't Redux come back to the marketplace? Well, that has to do with our litigious society and the general consensus of people when they start hearing things on the internet. On the internet, no, it was before the internet. On television and the media and everything like that. Of course, you know that people's minds are not swayed by what they might hear on TV or through social media or anything like that. You know, this past time that we've gone through for these months has proven that concisely. So anyway, Redux has never come back to the marketplace. There has never been a drug like it that works with the no side effects that that drug had. There are other drugs but nothing has worked. So that's how studies work. They have since done three major studies on Redux and cannot duplicate what the first study showed. Still, we don't have it. So now let's get back to the study that was done. This particular study was led by the Lampert In Initiative for Cannabinoid Therapeutics at the University of Sydney. And it was actually conducted at Maastricht University in the Netherlands. Why can I say that name so easily, you ask? Well, that's where Andre Ryu, the violinist that has the great big traveling orchestra, is from. And that's why um, I follow him. And so Maastricht uh, is a place that I've been. And uh, it's a great town in the very, very south of the Netherlands. It's actually where the stinky cheese is from. I can't think of its name right now. I will as I'm talking along here. Limburger. It's from Limburg, the state of Limburg. And uh, Maastricht is a very nice town, and it has an incredible city square. 
And if you happen to be there in the summer, after we get past this particular medical thing that we're going through, you can uh, go and hear Andre in his outdoor concerts. Every summer he goes back, fills the square with people and does about three nights of concerts there. And I, I highly recommend it. If you like uh, that kind of performing art, it is an unbelievable experience. I have not seen him there on the square, but I have seen him in Hamburg and I have seen him in Winnipeg. And uh, where else have I seen him? And of course on his CDs, I have seen him all over the world from Australia to Italy, to Germany, uh, to the United States and Canada. So, well, that got off the track. Anyway, let's get back on this. Uh, this uh, company did the first of its kind research. They took 26 participants and they inhaled vaporized cannabis products, both in the TC THC and CBD world. Then they went for a 60 mile drive under closed highway conditions, uh, both for 40 minutes after they inhaled and for four hours later. Now, here's here's the, the good news. The uh, Let me put my that behind me. Uh, the uh, CBD-rich cannabinoids did not impair driving. Well, of course, that's the great news, and that's our show today, is that uh, being on CBD in any of its various forms uh, is not a concern when you are driving. Of course, uh, THC, or THC and CBD together, did cause mild impairment measured at the 40-minute mark, but it did not show impairment at the four-hour mark. So now in the 14 states that that is legal, um, and if you should be doing that at a party, uh, you do know that if you stop and you wait for four hours, you should be able to safely uh, drive home with that also. So road safety, of course, a primary concern, particularly in the European countries, uh, because they have a lot of people on the roads. Remember Germany, not much bigger than Minnesota. If you put one on the map over the other, Minnesota, what, about 5 million people. Uh, of course, a lot of them concentrated in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Germany, 88 million people. Not much bigger in geographic size. 5 million, 88 million. The highways are just busy all the time. And um, lots more cars, lots of little cars. Um, it's very interesting, by the way, the semis do not run on Sundays. Wherever you get at a certain time on Saturday night, you pull your semi in. They have huge, very nice, very, very nice rest areas. And as part of that rest area, uh, you pull your semi in and you will see on Sunday if you go out for a drive, that families have come to their trucker in their little car and they have set up a picnic. It is their day to be with their dad or their mom. I'm not picking who's driving the truck, but it is their day uh, to spend the day with daddy uh, wherever he might be. I'm sure he tries to get back in the region that they were in, but I mean, he couldn't possibly take the truck off of the highway and down to the city level and to the village level where they are. I mean, those roads were made 100 and 200 years ago and semis just cannot, you can't take the truck home. You couldn't even take the tractor home off of the truck to a lot of places where those folks live. 
and even if you could get it there, there's no place to park it. So the families come to the trucks and it is just beautiful on a sunny June day to drive by these big rest areas and see hundreds of trucks. And, you know, maybe half of them have a, a car parked in front of them and a little umbrella set up and food set out. And I'm sure that this is a weekly gathering that some people pull in and they park in a certain area together and they they just have their, their day with the trucks. And I'm sure the kids are in the playground and mom and dad maybe even get a little quiet time, uh, you know, and they probably go over the books for the week and uh, the accounting and dad, uh, I don't know where he gets his check. If it comes at home and mom gives him money for the week or if dad picks up his check from the depot and shares the money with mom, but uh, this is their life. And uh, dad has his month or so of trucking and then he gets a week off probably. But uh, that's, how, that's how it is over there in, in a country that uh, the roads uh, in the, the small places, the towns and villages were made so long ago that no one invented or envisioned uh, even 60 foot trailers, let alone the ones that are pulling doubles or triples. So anyway, that's our study for today. And that's uh, Chat Canna for today that uh, CBD does not impair you to be driving. And so for all of you that are in the uh, law enforcement business, uh, something to start studying and carrying back. And uh, certainly, uh, uh, although a question that you might ask somebody if you pick them up and they're impaired, um, if they have CBD products with them and they've been using them, that should not contribute to any impairment. Um, if they can prove that that is just CBD products and not something that has THC in it. I don't know how the world's going to turn out for you guys that are in law enforcement where THC is legal because I don't, as far as I know right now, there's no blood test or anything for THC that is accurate enough to say that the person was ingesting it an hour ago versus three hours ago versus a lot longer ago. This is Ace, by the way, and he's determined to be a television star. Uh, although he's much more sedate than he was a few weeks ago. He's learning. He, he's got his camera skills honed here a little bit. So uh, he's, he's quite a cat. He's quite a cat. He's not even mine. He just uh, shows up here and demands to come in. But uh, when we send him back to his home, he's going to be a much better cat. He doesn't claw anymore. Uh, he, uh, he's still a young boy, so he plays a little bit. But He's a pretty sedate cat now. He's learned how to be a good a good pet in somebody's arms rather than playing with his friends where the claws go out and there's an alpha there's an alpha beta competition. So he's quite the cat. Hey, we hope you have a good day. That's Chat Canna for Monday, December 14th. We're counting down the days to Christmas. Wear your masks, stay comfortable, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon tomorrow. Bye.